So folks, are you ready for some football? Today in the QMC Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller. News and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. QuickMed Claims has two offices in Pennsylvania. High school football is king in the Commonwealth, so many of our clients treat and transport football-induced injuries. Right now, training camps are underway for both professional, college, and high school-level athletes. With that in mind, today's podcast focuses on documenting sports injuries with an eye towards treatment and transport of these young athletes. I offer four key areas that your billing office wishes you would place your focus on when documenting. These four areas are, one, patient identification, two, injury location, three, injury severity, four, mechanism of injury. Many of these sports injuries will involve your interaction with students who are not yet adults. To help the billing office, it is extremely important to collect information relevant to the parent or guardian. When identifying parental or guardian information, please be sure to obtain the name and contact information for the adult in the student's life, especially the adult whose insurance plan will ultimately be the primary reimbursement source for the ambulance claim. Gathering the responsible party signature is also a key element that will greatly help your ambulance billing office following your incident with a sports-related injury. The 10-gallon term here is laterality. Thanks to the billing office's need to choose and apply the closest appropriate ICD-10 diagnosis code set comes the need for specific location and the nature of injury. Of course, sports injuries often involve breaks, sprains, and strains involving the musculoskeletal system. With these types of injuries, we naturally invoke relational words, which are so helpful if the providers include them when documenting in the patient care report. Is the injury medial, lateral, distal, proximal in relationship to the body part affected? Obvious explanations are important, such as recording right or left extremities. Documenting torso injuries and recording quadrants in terms of upper right, lower right, upper left, lower left, when documenting the assessment and treatment of chest or abdominal injuries is also important. ICD-10 coding requires that your billing office choose the most appropriate code, so specifics do matter. Consider the stark difference between documenting this example. Treated and transported a 16-year-old male patient who suffered a broken leg at a local high school football game versus treated and transported a 16-year-old male who suffered a closed mid-shaft left tibia fibula fracture versus treated and transported a 16-year-old male patient who suffered a closed mid-shaft left tibia fibula fracture. The second example, with no more than just a few extra words, provides the kind of detail that is key to properly choosing the correct ICD-10 code when preparing the claim for billing after the call is complete. Documenting the severity of the injury involves explaining the extent and most often including the level of pain. You're going to know in most cases when your student is severely injured because it's going to hurt and probably hurt big time. 
with pain, we are capturing and documenting a numeric rating from the patient on a 10-point scale as expressed to you by your patient. Severity will also include key elements of a fracture, such as a compound versus simple fractures. Severity will also include key elements of a fracture, such as compound versus simple fractures, displacement, and recording your assessment for present or absent pulses and or discoloration in the affected areas. I can think of many scenarios, including documenting such potentially present realities such as swelling, bruising, discoloration, and even relevant skin temperature. Of course, your hands-on assessment of the area peripheral to the injury will be assessed and documented, such as if you find skin that is cool to touch, indicating a potential circulation compromise. All of this is extremely important information to include in your PCR. Plus, with severity comes explanation of assessment for potential closed head injuries, soft tissue involvement, and includes your recording of the head-to-toe assessment while noting findings of fluid drainage or bleeding. Certainly, you'll be looking for treating and documenting the level of consciousness compromise and drill down to adversely affected motor skills if, in fact, they exist. Finally, I call your attention to your level of documentation detail when explaining the mechanism or cause of the injury. The fact that we now use an ICD-10 diagnosis coding allows for an actual sixth and seventh digit specifically to include an expanded detail for etiology and with the seventh digit place reserved for added code extensions that include injuries and the external causes of injuries. Please, folks, remember to always explain the events leading directly to the injury. Your documentation must answer what activity the patient was doing at the time of injury to explain the mechanism, thus explaining the reason you treated and packaged the patient for transport. And finally, always document how you were alerted to the injury and the amount of time that passed from the onset to your involvement in the scenario. These elements are important for all injuries, especially when it comes to young athletes with sports-related injuries. Thanks for taking time for us today. I hope you enjoyed today's presentation. My name is Gary Harbat. I'm the Director of Client Services. Feel free to contact me anytime at clientservices at quickmedclaims.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. And hey, be safe out there.